The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's Steve. <laughs> I thought you, you always say that, Steve, and then I respond. What? 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 I, I don't even know what's going on anymore. The podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship disputes in 10 minutes or less, even though we can't solve our own. How is it going tonight, Steve? Well, it was going good, but now we have this whole timing thing again. You gave a pregnant pause there. Like, I was supposed to say that's me. Yeah. Just, just, just do right. your job. Just do your job, Steve. <laughs> right. We'll take all this out in post. Don't worry about it. No one will ever hear this. That's fine. Yeah, go right to the question, Jane. This is ridiculous. All right. Here's the question for this week. I'm an atheist on the basis of reason and science. I married my wife under the assumption of having the same beliefs. My wife became a born-again Christian recently. She is raising our five-year-old child in the church, claiming that it was our child's choice to go there. But uh, when she asked, hey, what is that pointy building? Is this the end of us? Will I lose my house, my kid, and half my money for the rest of my life? We live in California. All right, nice, short, and to the point this week. Steve, take it away. Ooh, man, these are tough. These are tough. I've actually had a few clients that are in this predicament, and it's because one changes in either direction, either goes atheist, used to be Christian, or goes uh, Jewish, maybe used to be Christian. So these are hard because these are sort of foundational core beliefs that people build their identity around. And uh, that born-again Christian, there's something that is uh, pretty rigid about what born-again Christians cling to, uh, cling as a pejorative, but what they grab onto, and a lot of times that comes from a position of, I feel chaotic inside, and I need a little bit of like pedagogy. Uh, I, I need this part of the religion to help me organize my life and help me feel like I'm in control of something. So I'm not saying that it's a mental illness. What I'm saying is, is that person might feel, uh, your spouse, I guess, in the question writer's point of view, they might feel a little more out of control inside and the religion, this religious part of them helps to make them feel settled. And if you can look at it as this isn't a personal affront to me or this isn't her, I'm assuming the letter writer's a male. I'm not sure if you said that, but let's assume he's a male and his wife went born again Christian. But uh, if, if you take it less personally and I'm trying to raise my child in a way that you don't believe in or all that stuff, but look at it as a lot of times this is coming out of a place of anxiety. I don't feel settled with myself or my life or in sort of an existential way. And the religious part makes me feel more at ease with the way things are going. You might feel a little more empathy rather than adversary coming from your spouse. Your question <clears throat> overarching it was, does this mean we have to get divorced? And I guess my answer to that is it depends upon how big of a ticket item this is for the two of you. That if you can look at this as this is something that she will do with our kid on Sundays and maybe Wednesday nights, depending on which, um, uh, I can't think of the word, Protestant uh, denomination <laughs> she's a part of, 
then uh, you may be able to live with it. If this is something that she wants to infuse into every part of your life and it grates at you every time it happens, this might be something that you two have a hard time getting past ultimately. These are the kinds of items that are almost impossible for a therapist to deal with because both sides come in almost unwavering in their position. So, if, and I wouldn't recommend one of you blink. It, both of you have to create a little bit of give, and particularly, the same as with the question last week, particularly in the interest of your child. Like, your kid doesn't have any dog in the fight here. Kids just kind of do what their parents are doing. And two, your kid needs your parents, or I'm sorry, their parents to be in the home and be kind of nice to each other. So, if you want to raise your kid in a non-contentious atmosphere, I would say that's always the best way to go if the two of you can kind of work that out. What say you, James? You're always a little more pragmatic than I am. I, I am, and I'm going to go the full pragmatic route. Why does it matter? Like, it seems like the issue is just the belief itself and not the practical effect it has in your life. He didn't say, well, she's born again Christian and now we don't have sex, or <laughs> she's born again Christian and now we can't watch TV anymore she only watches the Faith Channel. Or I mean, there was no, nothing there. I mean, basically, the, the problem is the belief itself. Uh, but you know what? We live in a world where you deal with people with different beliefs all the time. I mean, I sent my kids to a daycare that was born-again Christian. It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't matter. I'm not a born-again Christian. I mean, I was raised Catholic. At this point, I'm probably kind of an apathetic Catholic. I don't really bring it into any part of my life. But the fact that those people there were excited born-again Christians, did it make it so I couldn't deal with them? No, they were great with my kids. I loved them. I mean, I'm, I'm in Indiana. There's born-again Christians all around here. There's also a lot of not born-again Christians. And we managed to go out and work and get along and get married and fall in love and to get divorced and do all of those things. I mean, this is, it kind of reminds me of the, uh, you know, in Ireland, there were, there were the battles between Protestants and Catholics. And I, you know, every once in a while, you'll see a documentary about this and it's just uh, all the struggling and suffering. And there's one example that stuck out in my mind where a Protestant and a Catholic got married and, uh, and, and they couldn't be buried in the same cemetery. And so they were buried with headstones that faced each other and like they had like stone hands going over the wall and holding hands. And my, oh, my, no. my, my okay. wife is Protestant. I'm Catholic. I never asked her to convert. I don't care that she's, that she's Protestant. It didn't bother me at all. We had, we had two completely different belief systems. There were wars fought over that difference in belief system. Like into this century, people were still killing each other over the differences in those beliefs. And it made zero difference zero difference in our daily lives. So if, is your wife going to church for one or two hours every Sunday really going to bother you that much? I mean, I'm sure you guys do things separately all the time. If she went to the mall for one or two hours, would that ruin your marriage? If she went and got her hair done for one or two hours? So why does it matter if she goes and does one specific thing that you don't agree with for one or two hours a week? I mean, unless, if everything else in your life still lines up and you didn't give any other examples of how this is disrupting things. And as for that kid getting brainwashed or whatever you're afraid of, I mean, it is such a long road to go from going to church as a five-year-old to this is my entire belief system and it changes how I live my life. That I, I don't know that you're really going to have to worry about this. I mean, you don't even know for sure that your wife is still going to have this belief system five years down the road. She already switched once. So if it's not affecting you in any practical way, if it's just simply the idea of faith that bothers you, I think it's possible for you to get over it. Because don't focus on the beliefs. Focus on the person. Do you still have fun with her? Do you still enjoy her company? Or are you going to be fixated on this one belief? Because I bet you deep down, there's probably other things you don't always agree on. Uh, it, it, if this is just a philosophical debate, I say let it go. Be happy. Because ultimately, if you really are an atheist, you believe we die and that's it and we're over. So why don't you just enjoy this life now and relax a little bit and just tolerate the eccentricities that you don't like about her? Yeah, the given that your hypothesis is built around is that 
uh, she's not hoisting any of this onto him. And uh, you bring up a good point, which is he may have something in his past that makes him react pretty um, severely to Christianity. So there might be some energy that he's bringing into this um, clash also. But if she is more dogmatic and is infusing religion into all the aspects of life, that may be difficult to tolerate if he would like to at least put a little balance in there for his kid to explain some of the science and some of the, I don't know, inconsistencies in the Bible. It, it's going to be tough the more dogmatic she is. And when I hear born again, I don't think, yeah, I was raised Methodist. I think someone that is more strictly adhering to dogma and does bring this into different aspects of life, that just that phrasing born again kind of has an energy behind it. It's not, yeah, I'm uh, Church of Christ now or I'm Lutheran now. Now. Like there's a born again aspect that brings a certain spin to the conversation. And if that spin is something she's looking for to uh, to bolster her identity, then it might be difficult for the two of them. I, I don't think it's as easily slough offable as you might be thinking it is. I, I stand by my easily slough-offableness. I really do. <laughs> my wife's entire family, they're all born-again Christians of that type. I mean, her grandfather's a Baptist minister. He's a great guy. I love him. But it's, again, we have a totally different belief system. Uh, one of my best friends from high school, he's Methodist, and he married a Jewish girl. And they, they're, I mean, just, the world is full of examples of people with different faiths who come together. And it's just, you can you can tolerate it, and, and you don't have to, you don't have to uh, agree on these beliefs. And and again, I, I see people all the time who, who supposedly bring these religious just beliefs into their daily lives. But you know, you know how uh, born again Christians uh, act differently than anybody else? They don't. They're just they're regular human beings. They they might say something happened because of God or something else, but you're not I guess I, I don't think it's this big category you have to be afraid of. It's not some other. They're just people. Uh, and so I, I think that I, I can't even imagine how it's going to work its way into your life that it's really going to affect you. Especially if you don't. I mean, it's not like she's demanding that you go to church. It's not like she's demanding that you indoctrinate the child. If the kid asks, why don't you go to church and mommy does, you can say, I don't believe it. But I guess it's ultimately going to be up to you to decide if that's the deal breaker or not. It certainly sounds based on the tone of the letter that you're, you're siding more towards Steve than with me. I mean, you went from you went straight from she changed your belief system to divorce and, and it didn't look like there were a lot of steps in there. Uh, but I'd like to think there was more to your marriage than that. That I mean, I mean, how often before this did you really sit down having great, great debates about the universe? I mean, my wife and I have those conversations approximately never. It's just it's just not a part of our daily life. And if the things that were good about your marriage before are still there now and they're still good, I don't see any reason to throw that all away because there's this one thing you don't like. Uh, Steve, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, two. Uh, one, you, just based on your explanation that we might be defining, you and I, James, we might be defining born again differently. And so that might be leading to some of the differences here. And then secondly, I do want to emphasize when you said you have to change to the letter writer, I'm, I'm taking you more as a plural than as a singular, that both of them have to be on board with this because they do have to kind of accept each other's position in this argument in order to settle it. Well, there you have it. I say chill out and everything will be fine. Steve says you have a long road of suffering ahead. Choose whichever interpretation oh you want. Oh, my God. Is that what I said? <laughs> 
If you have a question you'd like us to solve for you, uh, send in your question to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. And we will take our best uh, best crack at it. It doesn't have to be a husband-wife question. It can be parent-child, uh, parent-animal, co-worker, student-teacher, whatever you want to send in. Uh, there's no relationship that we can't uh, try to get right or wrong in 10 minutes or less. This has been 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs>